Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Podcast. Who dis? High five. Should we high five? High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo! High five. Don't let me hang it. That was the shortest intro of any podcast ever, Q. I'm glad you warned me not to go too long. Jay, did you get it though? Did you see what I was doing? What I did there? Well, I did. I don't know if our re- if our listeners actually understand what our you just readers did. definitely don't, considering almost no one reads our podcast. I mean, our listeners they they don't know. Well, they they probably do because they read the title of the episode and they're here listening to High Five Cole in the podcast right now. And I don't know if you know this, but this is how the show works. Normally, we just tell them what it's about. So I can explain. I said new podcast. Who dis? Because this episode is all about new actors. Heck yeah, it is. The segue. So we started with new, and then it's popular for the kids to say, who dis, right? Like, new new pizza, who dis? That is a term that is that is common among the young folk, I've heard. New, new jelly donuts, who dis? Nude pictures, who dis? Ooh, nude pictures. Who dis indeed? So we decided, we decided, and I say we, but by we, I mean the collectively we, like the royal we, who actually decided on this episode is a newcomer to our show. And listeners may be familiar with her from uh, our Popeye episode. Which is one of my favorites of last season, by the way, I have to admit. It's gone down in history as being one of the ones that is the the strongest to the finish because we eat our spinach. I I really like that episode because I have to put almost no work into it whatsoever. Yes, actually, no work into it whatsoever. Yeah, that, that, that was right, that was right. I... For the first time ever, not only did I title it, but I wrote our information for it, and I recorded it, and I edited it. So, you got a full-on podcasting vacation. Now, I did put it on the website, which took me a whole eight minutes. You did. You're you're right. I'm sorry. I'm pretty great. I'm pretty great. You know, we can really say that the whole quality of that episode was on me. It really was. Without your bur- without you burdening or uh, shouldering the burden on that, it would people would have never gotten to listen to it. That's true. It's true. It's true. You're welcome. But the person who is most to thank for that episode would be H, or formerly known as H, now known as Haley. I agree, and I'm so happy that we're getting to introduce Haley and her tastes and her voice and her opinions on movies into the show. Yeah. 
Uh, we talked last week about uh, my my wonderful partner in crime, Amanda, joining and, and being more vocal. And we wanted Haley to have the same opportunity because, man, that Popeye episode proves she's got her head screwed on straight when it comes to movies. 100%. Not only that, but boy, does she have opinions. <laughs> so... As a matter of fact, she had an opinion about what our second episode of our new season should be. And that, for that, she chose, we, sh- a t- we should do a top five list of new actors and actresses on the scene. Which is interesting because, one, we talk about it all the time between you and me. Just like, oh, did you see this movie? It's got this guy in it that you've never seen before. Right. That, oh, that guy with the thing. Did you think I said new actors and actresses? I said nude actors and actresses on the scene. So we're like, oh, do you remember that seeing that dude's wang in that movie? That was so exactly. cool. So we're talking Brown Bunny. We're talking Body Heat. We're talking. Um, yeah, how many more you got? Jason's lyric. <laughs> We've got Antichrist. We're talking Schindler's List. We've got. Um, we're we're talking. Uh, we're talking Jurassic Park. We're talking The Fly Two. Did you say Jurassic Park? Yeah. Who's naked in Jurassic Park? Jeff Goldblum in my dreams all the time. What in the world? Why did you just throw Jurassic Park? I'm just throwing because I just was just throwing movies in general. I thought we were just naming movies. Oh, okay. You you started saying movie titles. I started saying movie titles. You started talking about Jeff Goldblum. I started talking about Jeff Goldblum. You said you picture him naked all the time while you're sleeping. I said I picture him naked all the time while I'm sleeping. I was just following your lead, Jay. I never said that, but it's true. I was just following your lead and nobody should question that. (laughs) All right. Question. The question. The time for questions is done. It is done. The time right now is time for High Five the Podcast with Q and Jay. And I'm excited that we're doing this topic because it's Haley's topic. And honestly, there were a shit ton of people I wanted to talk about. Let's be honest. If we're speaking technically, there are new people on the scene, like literally by the minute. So it's, all the time. It's, it's technically impossible to just currently list like, Oh, this person just came out. Oh, that person just came out. So instead, what we've decided to do is talk about our top five fresh faces. Now, that doesn't mean they starred in a movie yesterday, but they're relatively new to the scene. They've only done a handful of films, maybe, or maybe they've done 35 films in their two-year career so far. Who knows? They may be a porn actress. I'm not saying. We're not talking about nudie movies. We've, We've already done that joke. We're talking about noodle movies. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but you know, okay. So Q I'll give, I'll give everybody an example and this will actually kind of lead into something that we were talking about earlier that I wanted to talk about on the show anyway. Okay. Someone that I would consider a fresh face, someone that I've been impressed with recently is Anya Taylor joy. Who is that? She is the primary actress in the witch or the Vavitch, as we like to call it. But she was also in Split. And I believe, is she not in Glass, too? Oh, she's in Glass, all right. And you saw Glass. I did see Glass. Do you see how I segued right into that? I did. Segwaying's my job. I know, but I wanted so, to... I'm going to rate it for you. my jobs earlier. I want to do your jobs now. I give you a straight-up Split. 
honestly. Eh. You just put it right down the middle. Eh. Uh, I'm going to say Glass was a real good movie. You liked it? And I know that's pretty controversial right now because all the critics seem to be just wanting to take a poop on it. But it, I'm gonna... it has gotten universe. I don't want to say panned, but most people are confused. That's what it seems to be like the reading that I've done on it seems yep. to be like, we're going to argue about this movie a lot. The beginning yep. is great. It falls apart in the third half. Don't know what to think about it. It may be awesome. It may be terrible. Shyamalan may have a vision or he may have lost his touch. Like no one seems to agree on what actually glass accomplished. I, I agree. I agreed. I can totally agree that it was great. I think it was a brilliant ending. I think it was very well done. And I, by no means, am a Shamilamalamanan apologist. No, no, no. He's made some fucking stinkers. I have very much been a detractor. I did not like Lady in the Water. I think you even said you enjoyed Lady in the Water. No, no, that wasn't me, my friend. I I believe it was definitely you. Jay said he loved Lady in the Water. I hated it, personally. I, I hate that movie. I... You know, it's okay. You can. This is a safe space. You can let people know that you love that movie. It's fine. Uh, we hated collectively the village. Now that movie, I don't collectively hate. Stop. Oh my Stop god. Words are you just trying? Are you just trying to like really just change all your opinions on no, everything? No, no. I've right never now? said I hated the village. In the middle of the I, podcast, how embarrassing! I have always said that I don't think the village is great. But there are elements of it I enjoy. I don't hate it. Okay. So the village sucked balls. Sure. Uh, Lady in the Water was one of your favorite. Was one of your favorites. I'm going to punch you and through the phone. You're not. And because I can just edit all of this out, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna beat on you, and you'll just it'll sound like you're just quietly <laughs> accepting everything I say. <laughs> Uh, and then obviously the happening uh, is your favorite movie happening is my favorite movie. That is 100% correct. I love the happening. I totally believe that M night Shyamalan intended to make a shitty B movie. Yeah. I mean, and I always agree with casting Mark Wahlberg as a science, knowledgeable science teacher. Yeah. Who knows more about science than Wahlberg? Nobody. Exactly. Exactly. Wahlberg for the president of education (laughs) reform. Uh, So, no, but seriously, uh, I don't I don't love any of those movies. Uh, I did enjoy Unbreak uh, Unbreakable very much. I like Split. I like Sixth Sense. Um, Visit's okay. The Visit, I enjoyed a lot. I actually was one that I saw in the theater and I was like, oh, shit, I feel like he's back. Like that, that one tipped into the positive column for me. Like, I, I'm not going to say it's great, but I watched it and I was like, oh, all right. All right, Shyamalan. I see what you're doing. Um, and then Airbender, terrible. Well, totally. And then Airbender was such an abomination. After Earth, great. I never saw After Earth. Oh, it was terrible. Uh, okay. But I didn't know if you were being serious right there because I literally haven't not. seen it. No. And I was like, really? It's I heard a terrible movie. Uh, oh, okay. No. So for me, honestly, I thought it was a perfect conclusion to his trilogy. Really? Um, 
Yeah. Okay. It doesn't go where you expect it to go, but it's also, on the other hand, not like a huge M. Night Shyamalan-style twist. It's just, it doesn't play out like you would think it would play out, and I think that's, I think that's what the average audience is having a hard time grasping, is because normally yeah. with you know, let's let's call it what it is. It's a superhero movie at this point. Right, that's true. Um normally there are certain expectations for a big finale where all your characters are getting together. And this kind of subverts expectations and I think people don't know how to feel about that. I feel like some of them right. are feel gypped because it's like, well, that's not the conclu- conclusion that we were promised kind of thing. Sure. Um but me, I think it makes it feel more thought out and honestly true to the world that he created. Well, I mean, honestly, I am in the camp of even if my expectations are subverted, if it's a quality film, if it's the story I can get behind, it, I'm okay with that. I appreciate yeah. a director who can do that. So that yeah. makes me Haley excited and I, to see it. Yeah, Haley and I are, uh, went and saw it. We both came away with the same opinion. Um I had previously seen Split and Unbreakable. She watched them for the first time this weekend before we went to go okay, see Glass. That was good. That was gave me an important question. Was it before or after? I'm glad you said before. And um and she really enjoyed it. Does she have a favorite um, of the three? Uh she has a favorite character. She really likes Kevin Wendell Crumb or James McAvoy's oh, yeah. uh split character. She just thinks he's brilliant. In these movies, and to be honest, he is. I was like, about to he say is. he is. I mean, regardless of what you can say about Split, uh, um, I enjoyed it. You know that. But McAvoy, man, he just he just goes one hundred and ten percent. It it you know, it may not be the most nuanced versioning of someone with schizophrenia or multiple personalities, but damn, if he doesn't do multiple personalities. Like it's For exactly sure. what you want from him in that role. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, overall I enjoyed it. Now I will say we originally were going to make the day a triple feature day. Right. Uh, but we didn't get to our third feature, which was going to be escape room. Still haven't seen that. I've been trying to see that for like, <laughs> like since a, it came out like a month, say, almost a month now. But for whatever reason, it keeps getting backburnered because I do want to see it. But it's one of those where I'm like, I, yeah. I want to see it, but I I know it's going to just be like fluff. Oh, which yeah. Is fine. oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I did end up seeing Aquaman for a second time this weekend. So that's a DC movie that you've seen twice in the theaters now. Yes, that's impressive. Like that's oh. not that's not nothing. Okay, you and I had a conversation about Aquaman previously as well, which was, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that movie, and James Wan really did a great job, and uh, this and that. I will say this, upon second viewing, the movie Uh did not hold up whatsoever. Oh, no. Uh, So, Haley enjoyed it fine. And that was her th- that was her exact reaction. She was like that was about what I expected. Nice. But here's the thing. I figured out what happened and you know how impressionable I am as far I as do. like I do. Have a pre-hype going into a movie. 
when I went into it originally, when I saw it solo the first time, I expected by all means to hate the movie. So I went in going, this movie is going to be fucking garbage. And I came out of it going, you know what? That was actually a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. So I think it was because I had set my expectations so low that by just by circumstance, I enjoyed it a lot more than I should have. So I can see that. When I went in knowing what to expect the second time, it allowed me to actually look at the movie unobjectively <laughs> and then just like tear it to pieces while I'm watching it. Which apparently it sounds like you were able to do. So. I was totally able to do. And I felt bad and I was just kind of like, wow, oh, that was a weird choice. Oh, God. So I've learned two things and these are not spoilers. This is just facts about the movie. One there was no wardrobe department for Jason Momoa. <laughs> it was just like, dude, wear whatever pants you fell asleep in last night and show up on set. Whatever you passed out wearing after the bar and a session of tomahawk throwing. Um, <laughs> whatever you were wearing, pants and a chain wallet. Sure. That's cool. Why not? Into it. So that's fact number one. There was no wardrobe department for him whatsoever. It was just him stumbling in night before, ready to ready to, to be. The weird thing I read about this, he didn't even know he was in a movie. Yeah, he was just coming. That's just his life. He just yeah, they thought were just he was like, Aquaman. They um oh, what's that Steve Martin movie with Eddie uh with Eddie Murphy? Um, well, hot fuck. With the Eddie, the Steve Martin movie where he makes a fake movie with Eddie Murphy. Oh, Bowfinger. They Bowfingered him? Bowfinger. They Bowfingered Jason Momoa with Aquaman. That is... There's like, hey, we're going swimming tomorrow. And he's like, cool. All right. That, that is not shocking, actually. My man. I would totally believe that. I would 100% believe that. Uh, it's like, hey, Jason, next tomorrow we're doing a press event over here. You got to dance. He's like, oh, ooh-ah. Okay, right. cool. My man. <laughs> My man. My man. Um... And then the se- yeah. second thing is yeah. that is all he can do. Yeah. Jason Momoa and I hold true to this and I will probably catch flack for it. Jason Momoa die on this hill. Q cannot act, <laughs> but he's a nice guy. He is a very nice guy. And he can, he is great at being himself. Right. And that is a very entertaining thing to watch. And I'm sure many people will point at Call Drago and be like, oh, tell me that's not acting. He was acting with his eyes, he was emoting. But once again, go back and watch it. And I follow Jason Momoa on all social media because I, f- I find him incredibly handsome and, and dashing to watch. And I am inspired by how uh, just utterly uh, charming he is. Sure, I'm very enthralled by him myself. But Call Drago is just angry face Jason Momoa. That I mean, it's it's true with like face makeup. And then this movie, there is legit a scene where he's getting patched up. I'm not going to tell you from what. Spoiler. Sure, sure. But he's getting patched up, and his hair is up in a bun. By the way, I'm pretty sure either A, he always applies it before a shoot in any scenario, or 
he permanently has Guy Liner tattooed on his face. Amazing. Because either way, he is always wearing Guy Liner in this movie, in Game of Thrones, all the time. But uh, he looks like Khal Drago. <laughs> they put him in an outfit that I was like, that it's the same thing. Like he looks this is an outtake from Game of Thrones. It's what it looked like. It was weird. Movie. So much so to the point where I actually turned to Haley while we're watching the movie and I was like, they had to have done that on purpose. Like I mean, like someone on set. There are hundreds of people on these sets. Someone saw that and was like, that's like Game of Thrones. Exactly. They're like, hey, dre- hey, 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 dress him like Game of Thrones. Um, um, Mr. 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 Juan, don't know if you know this. If if you're doing it on purpose, great. I just want to point out Game of Thrones. This looks like Game of This looks like a Game of Thrones. Are you are you shooting Game of Thrones? So that's that's my two observations from this movie. One, he's not a good actor, but he's an incredibly charming person. And two, there was no wardrobe for him. They just let him wear whatever the hell he wore in his daily life. So what you're telling me is that Jason Momoa is Joe Manganiello without the talent. Yeah. Yes. Is that what you're telling me? He's more charming. He's more charming than Joe Manganiello. Yes, and his pronoun his name is more easily pronounceable. Yes. Je- oh, Momoa is way better than Manganiello. Manganiello. Mangian Manganiello. Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. Yeah, that's, it, that's it, it. That sounds real. That sounds that, like a real. It sounds name. real. It sounds believable. Um, I love it. So, okay, I'm still going to see Aquaman, but I am totally now going to watch it in this context. Please, please do. I will say that with that forethought, it actually is pretty funny to watch it and just go, what is he doing? He's just, he is just Aquaman. He's just Aquaman. Well, I can tell you that's my, that was my exact take on him in Justice League was one, what is Jason Momoa doing in this movie? Two, why is it just Jason Momoa in this movie? <laughs> right. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if at any point one of the characters would have been like, Jason, what's up, dude? <laughs> and he would have been like, what's up? It's the Momotes. I'm sure that's Momotes. what he calls himself. I e Momotes. I'm the mo- Hey, Jason, could you e Momote a little bit more? <laughs> The thing about it, though, is what's crazy about Justice League is, you know, that scene where he's like he flies through the air and he grabs onto one of those winged, you know, parademons and he flies down and he crashes through the building and he jumps off. He's like, yeah. Remember that scene? Yeah, of course. That wasn't in the movie. That's just how he shows up to set. (laughs) He just flew in. Yeah. Like he was at his house. He has a big cannon. Right. That's how he leaves his house every day. I believe it. he He points it toward the Universal Studios lot and just shot himself that way. I have a feeling, I feel like he just somehow rock climbs all the way there. (laughs) Like, there's not even mountains nearby where they're shooting, but somehow he just, like, is climbing a rock. (laughs) He carries one of those rock climbing walls with him at all times. Yeah, he's just, like, perpetually climbing a rock Yeah, all the time. He's like the beginning of Mission Impossible 2, but all the time. He looks like a permanent Pantene Pro-V commercial. He's like constantly, constantly flipping his hair and just like, yeah! 
He's the living embodiment of a Cialis commercial. He is 100, 100%. I mean, it was, it. I don't know. But here's the problem, though. While watching it, at no point was I upset about any of that. <laughs> well, of course, because he's Momoa. I was just like, so much. yep, I'm fine with this. I watched, uh, what was it? Somebody posted an article recently, and they were like, they were like, DC didn't just cast Momoa as Aquaman. DC made Aquaman Jason Momoa. I think I saw that same article and I laughed a lot when I read and it. And that is so true. For every other character, they've cast Ben Affleck as Batman. They've cast Henry Cavill right. as Superman. Even Gail Godot is Wonder Woman. But for this, they were just like, you know what? What if Aquaman was just Jason Momoa? <laughs> I wish I I kind of wish for like the trailer for Justice League it was like Batman, Superman, Jason Momoa, Wonder Woman. <laughs> like I would have been and you know what's weird? Somehow he totally holds his place with all these superheroes. I don't know what's happening anymore. He's breaking down my concept of reality it's like I was the opposite like, of typecasting. Yeah, it it He's works. Like, <laughs> yeah, somehow they typecast Aquaman as Jason Momoa. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can never see Aquaman as anyone other than Jason Momoa. From now on, that's oh, that's hilarious. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy that movie. Now we've been talking about Momoa for a while. Honestly. Five years ago, he could have been on our fresh faces list. Well, I was gonna say um, it kind of segues because he's still he while he's not a totally fresh face. He's still relatively new to the big screen game. I mean, he is. Yes. Outside of Game of Thrones, I can't say because he had I know he had a couple others. And, you know, he had that like um, and straight to Netflix. He has a show movie. called Frontier. Oh, right. That he does. Right. I forgot about that one. And then like there's that post-apocalypse movie with him and Keanu Reeves. What? There was um. it's like the Outsiders or the it's um. <laughs> The Outsiders starring Keanu no, 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 no. It's not, it's not that. I know, but I was just totally picturing The Outsiders starring Keanu Reeves. Now I really Momoa. want The Outsiders starring I Keanu want Reeves. that. Stay gold, pony bro. Uh, yes. I did it. No, what, what am I thinking of? Um, uh, It was called uh The Bad Bunch or The Bad Batch. Oh, that was the movie. That was the, that was the woman who did uh, A Girl Walks Home at right. Night. Yeah. And uh, and he's in that. I heard that movie wasn't awesome. I also heard it wasn't awesome. Unfortunately, man, I really liked a girl walks uh, home at night. Home alone? Is it a home alone at night or just home at night? No, just home at night. Okay. I think. Well, man, now you're making me second guess myself. Hold on, a girl walks home alone at night. Got it. That's what it was. Hey, so. Sp but yeah, that was her follow up. He was in that, and I, I heard not great. Speaking things. of fresh faces, you saw a movie that uh, included totally fresh faces. I did. I hadn't seen a single face in this whole movie. So, and I wanted. <laughs> is I that want due to, to your you face it. blindness? <laughs> it is. It is. I have face blockers put on um com on all my TV stuff. It's like ad blocker, but I, I just I never want to judge people because they're so face. you black mirrored um, the shit out of your televisions. I did. I did. Got it. Uh, no, but we saw Anna and the Apocalypse. Perfect. And? Uh, which, for people who don't know what that is, it is a zombie Christmas musical comedy. High school 
comedy. High school, yeah. yes. It's a zombie Christmas high school musical comedy. Yeah. Um, here's what I'll say, because I know how impressionable you are with hype, Q. And you are. You so, do, and you know me. And, I'm, and, and I also know that I'm real bad about it. Yeah. So let me say, let me put it this way. I, me, Jay. Okay. The more I think about it, me, I personally really enjoyed it. Okay. Because it delivers exactly what it promises. Ooh, okay. It knows what it is and it's fine with it. And what it tries to do, it does well. I think you will enjoy many aspects of this movie. I am um, on board with that. Now, the the most applicable critique, not critique, but the description I've heard about it is it's like Edgar Wright or Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. Hmm. I would actually adjust that to be it's Shaun of the Dead meets High School Musical. That's what I thought. When I saw La La Land, because I saw that same description, I was like, that doesn't seem to be the case from the no. trailer. But I will ask you, I, so I have a few questions because I don't want you to spoil sure, it for please. me. Sure, please ask me your questions and I'll answer them honestly because what I don't want to do is overhype Perfect. It. I really liked it. Is is it gory? N- no. Like, is it is it Shaun of the Dead gore? It's a. I would say it's two steps down from oh, Shaun okay, of the Dead. Oh, okay, that's actually not but, very gory. Yeah. Because one of my one of my only critiques of the movie is that they don't do kill gore very ah. well. So they like the makeup on people looks really great. There's a lot of really cool imagery with the makeup, but like when they'll like stab someone in the face or knock someone's head off or you know they don't really commit in that area. So it's kind of like PG thirteen gore. Oh, is it a PG-13 movie? No, it's definitely not. Because the rest okay. of the movie is like they're like cursing and saying fuck and all this okay. other stuff. But they try to have like a wholesome teenage musical quality about it. Sure. Which makes it funny. Like well, it's, that... it's always kind of winking at you. It's like, yeah, we know what we're doing. That brings me to question number two. Yes. Is the music any good? Yes. Okay. So the music on its own is good musical music. I I told you because uh, yesterday I traveled uh, to Little Rock to see Metallica play. You did. I listened to the soundtrack of this movie on the way down there in my six-hour car ride. Oh, shit. That's awesome. So I came back to some of these songs. Now, again, they're more like high school musical songs than La La Land songs. Sure. I would even say almost more to like the greatest showman type songs oh. where it sounds like they could be radio pop songs. Really? That's what they're going for. I like it. They're not going for musical. Well, hey, just like it's not Les Miserables. It's not Cats. It's not, you know, Rent. Hey, let me. It's more. Let me clue you in on something that'll blow your mind. The the music writing duo that wrote the music for The Greatest Showman also wrote the music for La La Land. Oh, really? And also wrote the music for Dear Evan Hansen, the smash hit Broadway musical. That's everywhere right now. See, now I could align it with some of those. Um, I'm, and again, I'm not saying it's not like La La Land. Sure. But it, it feels more radio friendly than that. Sure. 
if that makes sense. Totally. I just wanted to drop a little musical knowledge on that. Is, that is. That's actually really interesting, and I'm glad you dropped it on me. Now, what I will say is that some of these fresh faces, um, the main girl in this movie, Ella, I think it's Ella Hunt, she was great. Like, if anyone out there is looking for, like, a non-expensive Anne Hathaway uh-huh. that's young, they need to start casting this girl in shit. Really? Yeah. This girl actually was in the most recent version of Les Mis as like an extra. Really? Yeah. I looked up her filmography after we watched it, but yeah, like what I'll say is like, I don't want to overhype it, but there were a lot of elements that I really liked. You know, there were some character, like some of the characters aren't fleshed out as well as I would like them to be. Uh Uh-huh. But they have a couple like moments in the movie that hit really hard and work and they like work real good. And then they sidestep a couple of pitfalls that a lot of these movies do and they do it pretty, um, pretty seamlessly. So I definitely think, I know you're excited to see it, so I don't want to hype it up, but I definitely think you should go forward and see it because I'm very curious on what you think about it. Deal. Because for me, while there were elements that I was like, oh, that could have been done better, or oh, I could have liked that character more. At the end of the day, when I really think about what the movie was trying to do, it really accomplished everything that it was setting out to do and kind of was winking at you the whole time. Like, this won't spoil anything, but there is one sequence that's a musical number that's set to an extremely poppy radio friendly song but everything in the background is like the opening credits of Zombieland. so that's kind of the tone of the movie it's this person up front singing it's like it's a brand new day woot, 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 or somewhere whatever and then the background is just the opening credits to Zombieland. i am and they're not noticing to it so that's the tone of the movie and if you can handle that tone and you can go along for the ride i think you'll have fun I'm excited to see what you think. I um, Can I give you one other thing that I saw, and then we should roll into our topic. Uh, and I'm Yeah, no, I think, because this is still on that topic. Like, that Ella Hunt girl is a well, great Well, this isn't face. on topic. I was just shocked to see this on the streaming service that you and I both share, and so I watched it immediately because I had to. But I watched oh, The Man Who Killed me. Don Quixote. Oh, I saw that and wanted to watch it. I it is the Terry Gilliam film that's been trying to get made yeah. for like a decade. Yeah. And it is not great. <laughs> oh, yep. bummer. That's what everyone's that's been saying. That's all I had though. to say about like, it. Like, you're not yep, alone. That's in all that. I had to say. I was really hoping for more. It wasn't great. And I'm. I don't know. I was really disappointed. Man, I'm still going to watch it, but I'll let you know what I think about do it. Do it. Do it. Watch it for sure. Um, so that being said, I am excited about this topic. I think for several years now, we have had um, some amazing newcomers to the theatrical and television yeah, scene. What are you, so when you put this list together, when you were thinking about this cue, like how did you how did you think about it in your head? Like what was the range of time? Like someone had to be introduced in the last X years or whatever. I gave it, I gave it five years. Okay. Okay. 
So you may have a wider uh, wider view than me. I think I did like the last three. Probably. I probably and and I only ex- I I opened it for one person in particular. Oh, uh, I wonder if we share it. I bet we share a couple of these. Um, but I will say that um, for me, there's there are constantly new people coming on the scene. There are constantly once again, like we said. You know, every day there are independent films being made and there right. are, you know, constant, you know, churnings of fresh faces. But I feel like the ones that are going to end up being on our list of the of the best newcomers are going to be the ones who made the biggest impression. They are going to be the ones who have made an impact and that we deem to have longevity we think in longevity was big for me that was one of the things is that like yeah someone can come out and they can hit like two big movies or they can have like a tentpole movie and they're like oh man what in the world this know-it-all like this no-name kid got nominated for an oscar or whatever right but if i don't feel like they're gonna stick around then i didn't really consider them too hard sure um now um, now somebody that you know we we would throw out there um, at the time that she came out now, she's not a fresh face anymore and she's not on my list, but like, for example, do you remember when uh winner's bone came out and Jennifer Lawrence hit like kind of the big time oh, and yeah. all of a sudden she yeah, was yeah. in like everything, like people were just snapping her up and you know, you, you referenced her earlier in the show, but, um, Anna Taylor joy, I feel like is that kind of the new Jennifer Lawrence almost. She is the new well, kind of version of that, I guess. I agree. I mean, if I'm being completely transparent and to jump ahead a little bit, Anya Taylor-Joy is someone I had on my list just because of The Witch and because of Split and um, now Glass and some other things that she's done. But she has been someone who has impressed me in everything that she's done, she's shown a range and she stayed consistent within the last handful of years. So for me, she definitely qualifies. Another one that I would say that reminds me not really of the Jennifer Lawrence. I think that's a fantastic example Q. but another one was, you remember when um, Emma stone kind of came yeah. onto the scene? Super bad was the first thing I saw her. But I mean, like think about like from super bad to where she is now, almost seems like overnight. Oh, for sure. Because then you now, know, she started doing things like Easy A and then popping up in all these other movies. Like, she really hit hard and stuck with it. Absolutely, 100%. Um, now, I'm going to show my hand a little bit. Okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce you to the person that I think, and the, the main reason I wanted to stretch to, to keep them on my, at least running for our list that we're going to make. Uh-huh is because I don't think they've hit their peak yet, but they've been around for a minute. And that right, person is, da, 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 and this should come as no surprise to you because you know I love him, is John Boyega. Oh, okay. That's not I what I thought you were going like, to say. I feel like John Boyega is is a talent to be reckoned with. I don't know that he's found the right projects yet. I feel like 
Star Wars is what really kind of like launched him into people's consciousness. It helps, but I mean, for you and me, it was Attack the Block. Attack the Block. Hell now, yeah. Attack the Block came out in 2011. Okay, I see why you extended that. But I think that he is such an immense talent. And, you know, even for some films that peep that, you know, critics didn't love, you know, I saw Detroit and he's in Detroit and it, he was great. Like yeah. he gave a really great performance. And I've said it time and time again. I think he is the new Denzel Washington. If 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 he stays the course and keeps working at his craft, he totally can be because here's what I'll also say. And you saw this with me. You remember when we saw Pacific Rim Uprising? Yes. And how terrible that movie is. Yes. But how much we really liked him in that movie. For sure. I mean, like that's, that's to me is, is a great example of everything about this movie is, is shit. And but somehow he's compelling. Sure. Now, and, and that's kind of, that's kind of what I said. That's kind of what I meant when I said that, like, I don't feel like his his filmography has really shown what he's capable of yet. You know what I mean? But yeah. he has no. he has definitely shown that he can make the best out of a shitty movie. I just I always think back to that Pacific Rim Uprising movie and the the scene, not always, but when I think back about that movie, one of the scenes I think of is when he's making ice cream yes. and talking to Clint Eastwood's yes. son. And how natural and funny and engaging he is in that scene. And then that scene's over. I'm like, you sh- this should not work. Nothing about right. this should work. And it does. It totally does. I- I'll-, I'll, give you- I'll give you one of mine. Can I play my hand a little bit? Sure, totally. And this is actually the guy I thought you were about to say. Is one of the guys that I've been incredibly impressed with, range-wise, skill-wise, and just honestly seemed to come out of nowhere in the last handful of years is Michael Lakeith B. Jordan. Stanfield. Oh no. <laughs> yes. No. Lakeith yeah. Stanfield. Absolutely. Like between Atlanta, between get out and then now, sorry to bother you. Oh, he was, he was a shoe in for my list. Yeah. He's so good. And he came out of nowhere for me. He did. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think the first thing that I remember seeing him in, I don't think it was Atlanta. I recognized him from something else. Uh, I'm going to look it up while I'm thinking about it. But yes, he absolutely came out of nowhere and then all of a sudden was everywhere. Yes. Short Term 12 was the first thing I ever saw him in. Uh, and he's Oh, awesome. The Purge Anarchy. That's what I remember him from. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. And then he was in that? Yeah. He played he played one of the like young thug dudes in the movie oh but he has i don't even remember he has such a distinct face and look that he's easily to me he's very easily recognizable well here's the thing he's one of those actors that that for me i agree that he has a very recognizable face but i forget that he is in so much stuff like i forgot that he was in the purge anarchy I, when you told me that he was the dude in Get Out, I had to go back and look at it to make sure. And then be like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then and then I was like, oh, shit. And then thinking back about it, it's like, oh, he's Snoop in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, 
Exactly. He's in. Do you remember that? Did you ever see Dope? Uh, the fucking 90s movie? No. Is he in Oh, that? dude, it's so good. Yes. And you definitely need to watch Dope. Okay. okay. I highly recommend it. It's about a kid growing up in the 90s, and it's fucking dope. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That's not that FX show about uh about heroin, is it? No, no, no. This is this is literally about a kid who's growing up in Los Angeles or in like in and around um California during the nineties. He's oh. like a nerd he's a nerdy kid. Um but that movie actually launched that had a bunch of people in it. Um it's it's uh where is here we go. I'll pull it up for you. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Um Look it up. Look up dope. Okay. Let me let me look. You'll see the, the poster for it. Oh yeah, no, no. I recognize this poster for sure. I recognize this. It's poster. got Shamik Moore. He's the new Spider Man. He's the star of the movie. He's also a guy I have on my it's list. It's got Kiersey Clemens. Oh man. She's in Sorry to Bother You. Yeah, it does. Did you see Sorry to Bother You, by the way? Not yet. Oh my God! You cannot I have Lakeith so Stanfield on there and have not have seen "Sorry to Bother You." I can I can too, but Lakeith Stanfield because I've seen Death Note and he's awesome in <laughs> Death Note and everything else about that movie is not Don't good. Don't you dare compare Death Note. I'm not comparing it. I'm saying I can put him on my list because he's proven to me that he's a good actor. Fair. That's totally fair. Um, Kiersey Clemens is a, is coming up. She's awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. See, I still I need to see. Sorry to bother you to be able to to be able to uh, agree with that. But I I mean I oh, know you're no. right. I'm thinking. I know I'm you're of a totally uh, different person. You're... Oh god, that's terrible. That is not her. Yep. Oh, you are. That is oh, not her. Uh, oh no. Whoops. Oh well, we get things wrong minute. sometimes. Twitter is now blowing up Wait, thanks whoa, to whoa, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is it her? No, it's not her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong again. Ooh, but she is in flat. I mean, okay, we, the we, remake. Oh, ooh. um, no. You My know goodness. who I got her mixed up with? God, and this is terrible, but it's true. It's like a Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton thing for me. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, Tessa Th- Tessa Thompson. I I like I like her a lot. Um, but you also mentioned I don't want to skate over him because he I think I think he could be deserving of the list too is Shamik Moore. Between what he did in Spider Verse and the, the the Get Down, did you ever watch that? Yep. Hell yeah, I watched Man. both seasons. He's awesome in that, and so he was one. He's one that I would say is kind of an up and comer. Um, another guy I want to throw out another name and see what you think of this. But one guy that I would consider worthy of this list is Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges. So he was the the kid, he was the teenage boy in Three bo- three Billboards Outside Ebbing, uh, Indiana. Yeah. He's also in A Boy Erased. He's in Boy Erased. He was also in Manchester by the Sea. That was yeah. one of that was kind of his big breakout role with uh with Casey Affleck and he's awesome in Manchester by the Sea. Like spellbindingly good. I could get behind that for sure. So for me, I think he's you know definitely. Oh, one he's to in Ladybird. He yes, he's also in Ladybird. Um, so he had a big. He's had a big couple of years. What about uh, what about Timothy Chalamet? 
He's also in Lady Bird. I think he should be on the list. Like, to play my hand a little bit, I have him as my number two. Really? You know? To, I mean, he got nominated for an Oscar for Call Me By yep. Your Name. In the same year as Call Me By Your Name, he was in Lady Bird, which also got nominated for Oscars. That's two movies in one year. So was Lucas Hedges. That's true. He's done. He did he, Beautiful Boy, um, which is kind of like, you know. He's Lucas. in Lady Bird. He was also in Three Billboards, which also got nominated for Oscars. Yeah. They're both up there, man. Okay. All I'm saying is you've never seen Timothy Chalamet and Lucas Hedges in the same room. I haven't actually, now that I really think about it. So there's nothing really saying at all that they couldn't be the same person. It's true. You know what? I think they are the same person. Sure. We're going to start that right here, right now. You heard it here first. Right. Don't Snopes it. Now, like, I know some people may, some people may like, I don't know, contradict or, or disagree with uh, Timothy Chalamet because he was on that, you know, he was on that show Homeland for like a lot of I it. don't, I don't know that show, really? honestly. The, um, did you ever watch it or you didn't watch it obviously, but you know no. of it, I imagine, right? Yeah. I mean, that was the one with the dude from Dreamcatcher, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was good. Good. Good pull. Um, and but yeah, so he in was like in that billions, right? Ow. Yeah. He's now in billions. Yeah. Um, he was in that show Royal Pains. Um, yeah. you know, he's been working for years, but it really was like the last year or two that he exploded. Sure. Um, did you ever see that Hot Summer Nights movie that he made that they put out no. last year? Uh-uh. Neither did I. It was like, from what I understand, it was a shelved movie about him becoming like a, a drug dealer in his small suburb. Weird. But it was supposed to be not great, but they had shelved it. And then when Call Me By Your Name was so huge, they decided to retroactively release it. Nope, um, but apparently it's not great. Definitely didn't see that, but want to see it now. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I really want to see Beautiful Boy. You know, I have heard good things about it. I like Steve Carell when he does For serious sure. movies. Most of the time. I hear apparently Marwin's bad. Um, but yeah, the everything I've seen about Beautiful Boy looks like they both do really good in it. What about Ansel Elgort? I like him. I just, I don't know if he's hit that stride. Baby yet. Driver, Fault in That's Your Stars. Fault in, yeah, Fault in Your Stars sort of, that one wasn't in my uh, my my repertoire, my, not, my orbit. That's not in your like top watched movies ever? No, it wasn't. What I mean, right behind Lady in the Water? Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. In The Happening. Got um, it. He was, all, he was also in those Insurgent movies. Well, you do know, the reason I bring him up too is, you know, he is absolutely on the come up. He just got cast as Tony, the lead role in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. I did see that. And I also remember hearing that he got cast as one of the main characters of uh, the adaptation of the book, The Goldfinch, which I really, really liked. He did. He is Theodore Decker in that movie. So I, I'm excited about where he could go. I wonder though if he outranks any of the ones that we've talked about. I mean, so far. I mean, oh well. Let me just ask: Are we at a place where we need to narrow this down and actually make a list? You know what? You know what I say? Fuck it. New list. Who dis? This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. List. All right. So now that it's time to list. 
So we've talked about we've talked about a lot of people, Q. I don't know how we narrow it down. I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of people in the world. Like there are. Like at least at least three thousand. You know what? I was thinking three thousand and fifty, but yeah. Three thousand maybe right. even it may be even edging towards four thousand. And you know, nowadays with the population growth, you know? I think I think it's gotta be at least close to that, right? It, it's gotta be somewhere up there. And at least two thousand of those are actors. Exactly. So we had two thousand people to choose from to narrow down our definitive top five list. I guess we should say definitive as of twenty nineteen. Yes, because in three years, some of these people will be stars, some of them will be forgotten, and some of them will be dead. And some will work at Subway, right? Which is equivalent to being dead. <laughs> to be sorry, dead. everyone. Career Who works dead. at Subway. That's our listener. Yeah, we love Subway. Please don't spit in our food. Well, more than right, you already Right, please do. spit the normal amount in our food, Subway. <laughs> yes, uh, I would like a BMT with normal amount of spit, please. Can I have a, a, a BMT oh. where the... Where, On a, can I have a BMST, which the S stands for spit? On Italian herbs and cheese. This please. podcast is brought to you by Subway. Eat fresh. With spit. With spit. <laughs> Uh, spit fresh. Um, all right. So new fresh faces. So we've listed Timothy Chalamet. We have. We've talked about Lucas Hedges. We've talked about Anya Taylor Joy. Um, we've talked about Lakeith Stanfield. Talked about Lakeith Stanfield. We've about Fuck. John Boyega and that's um, a pretty good list already. Oh God, no! You know who? How could we? Wow, I can't even think about this. Get out. Uh, what about? The lead guy, Daniel Kalua from Get Out. Oh my god. Oh my god. Because he went from Get Out to He's uh Black Panther to Widows. Holy shit, was he good in Widows, dude. Like Really? See, I haven't that's another one I haven't seen. Jesus Christ. Holy shit, he was awesome in Widows. Like, no joke. Okay, well, okay, let me put it this way. I am one hundred percent fine with Daniel Kalua being on this list. Where does he go? Is he in the middle? Is he at the oh, top or is he at the bottom? I would say he's a solid middle because I'm going to I'm gonna be honest. I actually know him, and a lot of people don't know this, but I am super into British television. Right, 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 right. And he was in a series, the first place that I ever saw him, he was in a series called Psychoville. Oh, I remember you telling me about this show. And he was in the show Psychoville, and I, and I started to really like him there. And then I and then he was also in a very fantastic episode of Black Mirror called 15 Million Merits. That's where I first noticed him. And then he was in Get Out. And then now he's blown up, like you said, Black oh, Panther. And I even forgot, he's in the Watership Down uh, series. Oh, that's Netflix right. Did. You and told me about that. real good in that. He is a yeah. character that you wouldn't expect. He's like a silly character. So I feel like he should be on this list. I think he has to be at this point. Because he, he is a fresh too? face. Was he? I think he was in Sicario. Oh, my God. Okay, so yeah, we're putting him as number three. Right now, he's number three on the list. He may go up or down. You're setting him in the middle. I would say that that is fair. Um, so, all right. So who is of the caliber of a Daniel Kalua? I mean, 
I am going to push hard for Lakeith Stanfield. I definitely to be somewhere feel like Lakeith list. Stanfield should be there. Now, should we? And I know I made the mistake earlier, but should we correct that mistake? Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson is she's up there. Let me look she, up once like, again. She kind of came on. Oh shit! I for, this Daniel Kaluuya is in Kick Ass too. He is. Yeah, he plays Black Death. Oh man, I forgot about that. Oh man, now I'm looking up Tessa Thompson and she's okay, so she's in the Creeds. She's in Westworld. She was in um Oh, she was in Annihilation. That's right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Tessa Thompson's gonna have to be in this. She was in like 18 movies in 2018. Yeah, she's like she's on fire right now. Man, okay. Okay, so Tessa Thompson is in is is in here is she below or above daniel kalua i feel like she should be you ready for this in between uh-huh. daniel kalua and lakeith stanfield so is lakeith stanfield above or below daniel kalua i would say Tessa lakeith Thompson? stanfield is now i don't know that's how we want to judge it do we want to judge it based on acting merit or do we want to judge it based on like public consciousness or public awareness because Lakeith Stanfield, I would argue is more in the public eye and more conscious. The public is more conscious of him than they are. Daniel Kaluuya. Wait, really? Yes. Because I feel like because of Atlanta, because of Atlanta, because of um, his just public persona, because of sorry to bother you. I mean, I, f- I, I, I feel like people know fine. who he is. I feel like his name is more of a household name, I think, right now than Daniel Kaluuya's. Now, I'm not saying it's now if we're talking acting merit, to be perfectly honest, I think Daniel Kaluuya has got him nailed as far as like range. And really? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, it's kind of apples and oranges, but they're both. Oh, fruits, I know. So I know. It, it's them. it's a tough call. I mean, honestly, if it were me, if you're just. If you were just asking good old Jay's opinion. Well, I am. I I would put Daniel Kaluuya a little above Lakeith Stanfield. Um, mainly, mainly just because of the prominence of Get Out and then his swift role and, you know, like right away being in Black Panther. Yeah. Those two movies basically happening the same year to me is bigger than anything Lakeith Stanfield has done. <sighs> He led Sorry to Bother You. I know, but I mean, but Sorry to Bother You wasn't you're 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 telling me that Sorry to Bother You was as big of an opening or a big of a movie as Black Panther and Get Out. But he was in he was in Selma. But I'm comparing them to Black Panther and Get Out. So far neither of those Selma reached. was nominated for Academy Award. Yeah, so was Get Out and Black Panther, I think. I don't know. You might be That's- right. That's what I'm saying. It's like I don't think either way is wrong. I'm just saying, in my view, they're 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 real even. My He's gonna be in Knives Out for Ryan Johnson. Oh, I like Lakeith Stanfield better if I'm being honest. I like Daniel Kaluuya better if I'm being honest. I like a little Kaluuya in my coffee. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I love some Kaluuya in my coffee. Oh shit, mudslide. <laughs> All right, so I, ooh, I am so torn on this. I almost want to put Lakeith Stanfield two. Daniel Kaluuya three and Tessa Thompson four. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So you All said right, well, I'll name that again. What do you got right now? 
Uh, so Lakeith Stanfield is number two yeah. on the list. Yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya as number three. I think three. you've convinced me. I think it needs to be Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, Tessa Thompson. In that order? Yep. So Daniel Kaluuya, number two. Yep. Lakeith Stanfield, number three. Yep. And then Tessa Thompson, number four. Yep. I am fine with that. So that leaves us spot one and spot five. I feel like Anya Taylor-Joy has to be on there. So number five? Yep. I feel like she, I feel like, because even though it might get shelved now, she was also supposed to be in that New Mutants movie that came out. So that would have been That's her true. big tent. That's true. I'd forgotten about that. That would have been her big tentpole casting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also think that even if she's not a household name yet, I'm going to put chips on her that she will be in the future. I agree. Did you did you ever see Thoroughbreds? Dude. Dude. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, I watched the first half of it and was so enthralled by it, I stopped and wanted Amanda to see it. It's and I so good. It. Oh, man. It's so good. Speaking of that, um, oh, fuck. Uh, what's the, the guy's name in it that, that, that died by his Jeep? Oh, that's in that um, movie. Well, fuck. Now I can't remember his name. Hold on, I'll look it up. But you know, if we were doing this this episode four years ago, he'd have Anton Yel- yep. Yelchin. If we'd been doing this movie this uh, list like four or five years ago, he'd have been on that list. Oh, he would be on there for he sure. He was a great fresh face when he popped up. Um, for sure. So that leaves us number one. Yeah, who? That's gonna be a toughie. I here here. Let me just state my case and see what you think. Okay. I'm going to vote Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Because while I think Lucas Hedges is an amazing actor, he's not the standout in Three Billboards. Yeah. Boy Erased may or may not be something that launches his career. And I think Lucas Hedges is actually going to have more of a career in Broadway. Like I've heard that he's a really good stage actor. And I think the trajectory that Timothy Chalamet is on between Lady Bird call me by your name, beautiful boy. And the things that he's like doing on his, you know, coming up. I think that he is going to have a little bit more. And staying we power. cannot sidestep the fact that he is going to be Paul Atreides in Dune. Exactly. He's also in the little women remake but that's coming up. Dune. He is in Dune. Not only Dune, know. but Dune it- by Dennis Villeneuve. Yep. That to me is something that I think we're going to be talking about Timothy Chalamet for a, a handful of years coming now, and I because I don't give say a, that about Lucas Hedges. I don't give a fuck what anybody says because I feel like the movie kind of came and went without nearly the fanfare it should have. But Blade Runner twenty forty nine is a fucking masterpiece. It, it is. I it's one of my favorite movies. It was my favorite movie of that year. And it it shocked me how quietly that movie came and went. It was a, a crime. It was an absolute crime. Because not only was it a brilliant movie and a masterpiece in its own right, it was maybe one of the best sequels of all time. Oh, like, easily. I have never, I have almost never seen a sequel that not only lived up to, but matched and even excelled beyond its predecessor with a 30 year time difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so and the Bill fact Webbe that is one of my favorite directors right now. And the like, fact that he's going to be that 
I 100% agree. The fact that Timothy Chalamet is going to be in his next project after Blade Runner is that I mean that's a big casting move. I know. Well, I mean, okay, let's look at I mean again, uh, Dennis Villanueva is one of my if we're talking about we're not talking about uh, directors fresh faces, but man, like if let's just look at the last run that he's done. He did Blade Runner 2049, Amazing. Arrival, Sicario, enemy and prison that dude has yet to make a bad movie exactly and so dune ripe for a remake great subject material in the hands of a great actor and then timothy chalamet is going to be in it and he's already getting a whole lot of um a a lot of clout for that beautiful boy movie i just i think he's my number one i'm into it man i i you know what i wholeheartedly agree you have sold So me. here's the list we've got so far. <coughs> Number five, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yep. Number four, Tessa Thompson. Number three, Lakeith Stanfield. Number two, Daniel Kaluuya. And number one, Timothy Chalamet. You know what? I'm on board with that because you know what? I will go see a movie that any of them are in. Exactly. They're me a too. draw for me. And I would say They're all to a be draw a fresh me. face and be a draw for me solidifies the place their place on the list but also looking at this list i think this is a list that i will also be talking about these people in five for years. sure they will all have careers of yep, some sort i agree we killed so that's it. it q we did it we made our definitive best new actors list you got it you got it, everybody. And everybody now can use this. So when everyone, when you're out at dinner parties, when you're out at bar mitzvahs, when you're crashing other people's weddings and people ask you, hey, who are the top five best new actors that have come out in the last handful of years? Now you can tell them an answer and well, you can feel proud of that answer because you listen to High Five out, Podcast. First off, you pull out your phone, you pop out your AirPods, you stick them in their ears, and then you just start Play, you make them listen to this yeah, episode. Yeah, you start playing this episode. And they're probably going to fight you at first because, you know, that's a scary thing to spring on somebody. It is. It is. But you know what? All of our listeners do it. If you're a true fiver, <laughs> you're forcing ear- AirPods into people's ears and making right. them listen to this show. Oh, also, by the way, you guys should leave us like a review on iTunes and stuff. If you like the show, five stars really goes a long way to helping us, you know, get in front of new listeners. You can either, okay, I'll give everybody a choice. You can either leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can forcibly insert AirPods into 10 people's ears this next week and make them listen to episodes of our show. It's your choice, guys. It's your choice, but you got to do one of them. You have to. Have to. So it's your choice, but it's mandatory. You have to do one of them. We're just letting you choose which one. Mandatory choices brought to you by high five the podcast. So do that. Also, also go check out our YouTube channel. Yep. We got some videos coming out. We've got some in the queue. We've got some Seinfeld Sundays coming up. We've got, You've some, got some in the me. What? That's weird. You've got videos in the me, in the me, in the, and in the mix. Oh, in the mix and in the me. <laughs> That's it. That's the end. Goodbye. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive 
at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on Twitter at high the number five the podcast Instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on iTunes Stitcher Google Play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen Selective fatigue syndrome? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.